0: A- <laughs> uh, uh, Damn it. Thank you,
1: Dave, for setting that up. That was a good one. That was wrong. That was wrong. Uh, folks at home, yeah. folks at home, welcome to Ike Live. Uh, special Thanksgiving show here. Uh, I don't want to... We're all dressed pretty normal here today, Pete. I mean, there's nothing this normal about what's
2: going on here well, today. You wear what you wear when it's getting closer to the holidays.
1: Yeah, we're getting in the spirit. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't feel any different than i would be in my everyday street clothes. To be honest with you, <laughs> I don't, I don't see how you could. You look normal to me. Thank you, thank you very much, man. We got a special show. Let me introduce everybody. Uh, let, let's start here with uh, with the pilgrim, <laughs> Pete Glusick, to my right, Pete. Hi, everybody. Good to see you. Happy Thanksgiving, like everybody. The traditional garb. Join us on the casting couch, man. An eclectic couple guys right here. Uh, first of all. Our normal guest, uh, a.k.a. Dave Brozick, a.k.a. Fathead, a.k.a. Worf. Join us, Dave. <laughs> How you doing tonight? Hello, everybody. Good, Mike. I Good like Mike. the turkey on your head.
3: Yeah, man. I'm a side. I'm a side. Speak up a little, Dave. How's that, Brian?
1: That's better. you, you got to lean into the mic. You, got, you can bring the mic to you. Yeah, All bring it right. a little closer. You and, got it. Uh, we've got another special guest with us here. You, you might recognize the pumpkin pie on his head. <laughs> Mike Senator. Mike, how are you doing tonight?
4: I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me on the show. Okay,
1: I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. We're, we're going to have some great conversation. Uh, and in the booth, we've got some special people back there. Uh, Bri, the yes. carpenter. Let, let, let's see who's back in the booth tonight. Oh my god, look at that headdress. <laughs> we've got <laughs> Brian the Carpenter, aka the producer, and we have Rebecca Iconelli in the back, and you're a pilgrim too tonight, Beck. Is that correct?
5: Yeah, I'm a pilgrim. She's a pilgrim.
1: You're a hot pilgrim.
5: Woohoo! i do you. You better. All right.
1: Okay. Uh, man, we we've got a good show here tonight. Um just to let, I want to I start by saying that tonight is a breakthrough show for us. It is a breakthrough show because... You need something, Brian? Yeah, just...
2: Uh, right, well, it's just, wa- like that. just walk... Just
1: yeah. walk... Okay. Let's, let's do that. All right. All, all right. right Bryce, yeah, awesome. uh, he's trying to fix the mic. It's not really working. Because it didn't work before. It did work before. <laughs> <laughs> bring it down. It's right in front of my... We've got a breakthrough show here tonight uh, because we're actually going to do a unique format tonight, Pete. Okay. And our normal show, we just babble on for like four or five, six hours in a time. Tonight we're gonna do our normal Ike Live till about nine thirty. Okay. We're gonna take a little bit of a break. We're gonna take a couple minute, five minute break, and then from about nine thirty five to eleven o'clock, we're gonna premiere the Ike After Hours show. Ike After Hours. Ike After Hours. Can we get a sound effect? Uh, applause? Anything? Thank you. <laughs> That's not what I was looking for. But... <laughs> we're up to go manual. Hold yeah. on. I thought the headdress was going to help him be more responsive. It's not doing anything. Right, yeah. right, yeah. Uh Joel. Perfect. We're going to premiere Ike After Hours, which is cool because it's going to be all question and answers. It's going to be all what they want to talk about. And when I say they, we're talking about the viewers. So Ike After Hours is just call in? Call in. There's no format. Open format? Open format. Pete, if they want to talk about techniques, fishing related, we can talk about that. If they want to talk about the Eagles' performance today, maybe Trent Cole will call us. Who knows? Uh, We
2: can talk about that. Could be. They want to offer opinions about your your garb. (laughs) Where am I, where am
0: I? <laughs> my garb? That, now that
1: was good good job it's the first great thing you've done in about ten shows
0: um, <laughs> Becky actually did that okay
1: it's all that that figure so it's going to be a dynamic show, very unique show uh but let's start the show as we always do by uh we want to thank all the military, thank you guys for what you do active military veterans uh man, we appreciate what you do policeman firemen, thank you very much um. Want to also say that this is the Thanksgiving special, and Beck brought this to my attention. So Beck, I want you to talk about this a little bit. Uh, it, it's the Thanksgiving holidays. Um, everybody out there watching can do something real simple, like a like a food drive. Uh, canned goods. Every every state has them. Every county, every township. Go get some canned goods for people in need. There's a lot of them out there, right? We,
2: we take it for granted, so. Yep. Help everybody out. It's Thanksgiving. Think about that. A lot of, lot of homeless. And, uh, you know, yeah. it's a big thing to do. But you mentioned the military, and I know we thank them at every show. But I was watching where Jay Leno does a big thing with the USO and has been uh, donating a lot of his time with the USO. Yeah. And at the Bass University, we've been working with the USA since we got started. For years. For years. Uh, since the very beginning. Yep. yep. It's a great program. We're very happy to help out. and I'm, I'm real tickled uh, with what Jay's doing with, uh, with the troops. It's pretty awesome to see. It's awesome. It's awesome. So, so
1: it's Thanksgiving. Think about that. Um, let's see. What else? We've got some other stuff going on tonight, Brian. What is it? I'm looking at this piece of paper, and I don't, I don't even know what. I, we talked about the show format. We talked about what else? What else have we got? Oh! Oh, oh. Recent events. Hold on, I do want to talk about that a little bit. What do you got? Uh, well, just to fill everybody in, do we have a picture to bring up uh, of that saltwater trip, Brian? Or no? You don't yeah, we're that. gonna get that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I want to give uh, want to give a special shout out to a good friend of the show, actually lives really close to the studios here, Adrian Avena, We know Adrian, uh, a touring pro, young pro from New Jersey, fishes FLW tour. Um, We went out on saltwater trips, back-to-back weekends. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Dave and Brian and I and a few other guys went out with them, and then you did last weekend. That's
2: right. A little
1: saltwater action. It was awesome. How did it go? Tell tell us a little bit
2: about the trip. Well, we, uh, we had a great time. We were out with Adrian and his father. And we went out in the big boat. Did you guys go out in the big boat? We went well, we're not we're not as big as you, Pete, so we were in a little boat. <laughs> well We actually went out in the rubber dinghy. Well he's got two. He's got that okay. he's got this center console yep. with the dual two fifties and then he's got this big Cabin cruiser, yeah, with heat and television, and the Eagles game was on. And, wow! You know, cocktails were being brought to us, wow. for hors d'oeuvres, and you guys didn't get that. No, why did we? Get- what the what the hell trip did we go on? <laughs> <laughs> <Right
3: there. laughs> the goddamn ghetto <What> the, <laughs> the Is that the,
2: uh. is that the same price? <laughs>
4: Damn
2: it! Well, I, you know, we, we didn't we didn't get the Eagles game nor hors d'oeuvres, but we did have that big cabin cruiser with the heater, and it was cold out. We were able to get in there and get warmed up, but. uh you you could uh you could tell he's got his arms around that striper bite and that salt water deal uh you know it's I'm I'm not surprised to see how well he's doing out on the uh, on yeah. the bass tour after watching him do his work out yeah. there.
1: Yeah. There's something to it. I mean that uh I I think you know the, the, the notion is, you know, it's easy. You go out there and you throw bait, and, and you just catch them. But there's 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 a science to it, like there is a bass fishing,
2: for sure. Well, it's all about the bait, following the schools of bait that are migrating down from the north. Yeah. You know, determining are they going to be inshore, offshore, yeah. targeting them with uh, live bait, or not, not live bait, but cut bait, yeah. or, or trolling techniques, yeah. and using an umbrella rig. Did you see the size of the umbrella rig? We did see. Yeah, they were like 12-inch baits on the <laughs> umbrella rig. It was chandelier. It was this four-line yeah. chandelier, chandelier. Yeah. Oh. It was huge. yeah. It was huge. Yeah. We actually lost one. You did. Yeah, we lost one during the day. Wow. That's not good. No, nah, it's probably like $500 oh, for that. Oh, that's rig. not good. Christ.
1: I I tell you it was it was interesting because uh, in saltwater fishing you got a lot of options, you know. So like the day we went out the striper fishing sucked, to be yeah, honest it was,
3: with you. It was horrible.
1: It was it was terrible. But we we had enough other stuff to do to keep busy, right? So we fished for t- yeah. tog
0: tog, we drop shot in the tog, basically like tug. flipping the rocks for the tog, flipping the
1: rocks, which <laughs> was awesome. We did was, a little yeah. of that. Yeah, it was cool, and we, mm-hmm. we caught a skate and a couple of sharks, and it was it was a fun day.
2: Yeah, we had a good
3: time. Yeah, we were all together. That was most
2: important. That yeah. is the most important. Thing. Yeah, it's it's fun being off the coast of New Jersey. You know, you can see Cape May, you can see Wildwood, you can see down towards Delaware. It's just neat fishing. You know, understand, we're so close to that massive, massive body of water. Yeah. Who's who's on the phone? That was my phone. I don't
1: know. I'm not answering it. Stop calling me. I'm live. (laughs) Uh, It it, it was fun. And by the way, I want everybody to know, uh, at our Christmas special show, which will be toward the end of December... Adrian Avena is going to be right. in studio with
3: us as a guest. So, yeah, He's a good to guy, this. too, man. He's really a really cool dude. Really good guy. And, good and story. Yeah.
2: And I'd like to invite everybody to, to give Adrian a call, look him up online, to book a trip with him for the Stripers down there, but you can't. He's booked. Is he booked solid? Booked solid till like January. Wow. But uh, you know, pending the weather, I mean, he's he's running every single day. We can start him next year. Brian no. the
1: carpenter. We have any. I want to hear your thoughts on the striper trip back there. We like to see you too every once in a while. You guys back there, like in the hole back there.
0: Yeah. Oh no, the trip was awesome. You know, like I said. Um, We'd like to see you. Striper fishing was uh, was uh, off, uh, but
1: we would like to see it. <laughs> like. Okay, there you go. You're real. But you guys um, are real.
0: They, but they they the tug pretty blast. back there. and Adrian was a blast. So it was awesome. Tall tug. Tall Tog. Who, who caught the most tall tug? Was I did. It, you did. I who did. caught the biggest tall tug? I'll go with me.
1: Who caught the least tall tug? Tom, <laughs> followed by Dave. Tom <laughs> <Followed> by Dave. <laughs> Tom and Dave at the bottom. Okay, that that was fun. It was it was pretty awesome. So it it was good deal. Uh, let's keep it going, Mike. Since you're here. Yeah one of the things we do here. By the way, if everybody doesn't know, Mike is what I call a true tournament rat. Like we all are. You you
4: like to fish derbies, right? Doesn't matter. Not only do I like to fish derbies, but I like to fish almost every day if I can. Exactly.
1: But uh, Bassmaster Open, BFL, or Winter Leagues, just to stay fishing, right? Absolutely. Yeah, And and it's something we do. I mean, uh, I I think sometimes, I've, I've heard it both ways, sometimes we're criticized for fishing winter leagues because it's like you know why are you going back and fishing at and sometimes it's like people get it you know um but i i just love the fish for me it keeps me in that zone mm, and absolutely uh, winter leagues in south jersey are freaking tough they're tough
4: <laughs> i zeroed i zeroed yesterday so there you go you you weighed in two fish and that was two two more than i could catch i mean it, it's super tough but it uh, i feel like it it keeps your your skills really sharp. We've got a
1: Pilgrim giving me a really dirty look in the back there. <laughs> Why are you doing that, Pilgrim?
5: <laughs> I just I want to make sure everyone's talking into their mic. Okay. Ah.
0: Yeah,
2: Dave, check your uh, check your mic cords. So. Okay. All right. All right. Well, check We check I mean, Key fishing a lot. You know It, uh, it is. I mean, you know, there's a couple things that happen like you get out of practice and making tournament decisions. You know, even fishing the winter leagues where, you know, you're just fishing a buddy tournament and trolling motor only a lot of times, but you're still actively making decisions all day it's kinda of like, you know, like you don't show up to an NBA game and that's the first time you you take a yeah, just free throw. Get out there and start shooting yeah, hoops. You you gotta practice. You gotta practice every component of fishing yeah. to be successful at the highest level. Yeah. So you know, being able to go back and fish, you know, these winter leagues and the federation stuff, man, it keeps you sharp.
1: Man. I think it keeps sharp. I mean, uh you know, the analogy I give on these winter leagues is you know you're out there, eight hour day, seven hour day. You know you're fishing for one to three to five bites a day. Dude, That that's a great skill set to have, that mentality of knowing you're only going to get a couple bites. Yeah. What a great thing, you know? Uh, and, and, and they're going to happen. They're going to happen throughout the course of the tournament year. You're going to have days like that. So Unless the lake gets frozen. Unless the lake gets frozen. Like happened to you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we got moved around a little bit. Yeah. Actually, we, we both caught them today. I caught them today. I didn't tell you, but... I fished out here today for a little bit and caught a few. Uh, you are with your daughter. Oh yeah, with Riley yeah, I, on the I, edge of the ice. I saw that on Facebook. Amazing thing. Neat. Yeah. Um, but so Winter League's keeping a sharp, keeping a sharp. Uh,
0: are we all good back there? Yeah, it takes so. a little bit of trouble with uh, with the couch. Just guys, go speak up a little bit. Okay. Lean all in. right.
1: Okay. Uh, by the way, um, real quick, I want to let everybody know that as usual. We want you to be a part of the show, right, Pete? We want everybody to be a part of the show. We love uh, it. We do love it. We love the feedback, and uh, so we've got Ike after hours, about 9:35. But even now, if you have questions, comments, lots of ways to get a hold of us, right, uh, Becky? What are a couple of the ways uh, you can get a hold of us on Twitter at Mike underscore Ellie. Uh, you can tweet your questions. You could also use the IM feature. Right on the show you're looking at, right on this page, right back? What else you Yeah, got?
5: that's the best way to do it to be. Just honest.
1: I am the questions, because right?
5: They're flooding in, so it's hard for me to back. They're
1: flooding back in. in. We so already have comments right now. Mm.
5: We got a lot of questions. We,
1: we have a lot of questions.
2: Okay, well, let's take a couple questions real quick. I think they ought to be required to wear some type of Thanksgiving costume to ask I, it, If but. you question in, you have to wear a costume also. I mean,
3: I guess if pilgrims had buffets, they might look like uh, Pete over there.
1: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh!
2: Where's the sound effect at? <laughs> Sorry, Pete. No, nah, all right. That was a dick. It, it's too. nice to show up with, and get surprised with, with the uh, outfits that you have to put on here, live. You know, Surprise! You know, I went to my stylist before I came here and we picked picked out a whole set to wear. and uh... Your beard is look good, by the way. Manly Let... beard. Very manly beard. Yeah. Thank Late oh, as usual. You know, uh, it, it's, <laughs> it, you know, and that's important. I'm glad you mentioned that. Not only that the I look beard? good. Yeah, it's 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 uh, Men's Health Awareness Month. I didn't know that. It's the month of November. It's No Shave November. And that ties into that. That's what it does. Okay. You know, I want didn't to bring know that. want to bring awareness to men's health. Okay. You know, so By eating, smoking, and drinking more. <laughs> <laughs> so later, later, Doctor Brian the Carpenter is going to be giving prostate and testicular exams to the to the crew. Yeah. Nothing medicinal about Ugh. that, but uh, bend over, baby. Bend <laughs> it over. It is time. You know when you know when you reach your when you when you get around fifty years old, it's time to get all that stuff looked at. It's man's self-awareness. Get yeah, a look no at that. Well, Stockwell already got jagged at like forty. He couldn't wait to go in there.
3: Yeah, it <laughs> oh, was fifty. Oh. I remember that. Story.
4: <laughs>
1: and, and this is a good time no. to talk about. It. By the way, I'm in my forties, and if you don't take care of yourself, a lot of things can happen. Look at my freaking feet. Look at that. I mean, that's. I haven't. I don't care. Remember the last time I clipped my toenails? Look at that. Um, what do we got? Rebecca on instant feedback. Talk to me. <laughs> What do we got? And we'd like to see you, too. What do we got?
5: Brian doesn't like to show us.
1: I know that. I hate it.
5: All right. So, all right, so here's a, everyone one word. Don't go crazy. we got lots of questions. Okay. Uh, Steven wants to know, what's your favorite lake in Texas, excluding Falcon?
1: Oh, it's a good question. Uh, Steven, I'd have to say favorite lake, excluding the Falcon, would be
2: Fork or Choke Canyon. Thank you very much. Babe? Well, I'd have to go with Toledo Bend because Nancy lives there, and you can Cop. get the best food in the world anytime you want. Just oh, by docking your boat. Can, that's true. <laughs> this is true. She's a good cook. <laughs> Dave can cook. Like Dave's that. the cook. Dave. Oh, Dave's well. the chef. Dave can. Yeah, cook. Well, she's not bad. She, no, Andy's they amazing. Work too. Cook. They work together. They work together. Yeah, they do. Best place on the lake, Toledo Bend. Bend. Toledo Bend.
5: All right. So Ryan wants to know <laughs> why no Union today? Question mark. Wow.
1: No. Was there a winter league on Union? I thought it was supposed to be a rainbow lake. Rainbow got canceled till next week. Oh, okay. Till next Sunday. I don't know. Good question. Um, I didn't know there was a Derby on Union. And I don't have a Union Lake boat. Mm. For those of you who don't know, Union Lake is a 9-9 restriction lake. And I've always had a John boat or a big boat. And you need, that 9-9 is important on a big lake like that, right? Mike, you've got a souped-up 9-9 little jersey, oh, oh, he's, he's saying, yeah. cut it, cut it. Mike's outboard is not worked on. It's very stock. stock Nor is worry. it a 15 nine with a 99 nine sticker. If the uh, fishing game is watching, don't check Mike ever. It's just totally legal. Everything's fine. Uh, it, it is a 99. Nine. is a 99.
2: Nine. yeah. Uh, but you need that to get around. The lake's too big to get around on trolling motors. You can't pattern fish. Yep. You can't move to different parts of the lake efficiently. You need to have that Union Lake boat. Same reason, I've, I've not fished it much over the years. But yep. I, I didn't know you had one of those uh, one of those boats.
4: Yeah. Oh, yeah, you have to around here. Mm-hmm.
1: By the way, real quick, uh, I, I just want to thank uh, Keith. Thank you for sending me. Uh, a good friend, Keith, sent me a bunch of goodies, including the koozies, some nudie calendars, Thank you very much (laughs) for sending me that stuff. Uh, I can't remember last time I got a nudie calendar. Uh, I liked it; it was good. And um, the the beer of choice tonight, for those of you at home wondering, Dale's pale ale, (laughs) North Carolina. Thank you, Dale's beer of choice tonight. Nice. Well, thank you, thank you. What other questions we got back? We got one or two more. Yeah, here's
5: a fun one. Have you ever encountered an animal rights activist? And how did you handle it? Wow! Have you guys ever come across that? Hooks,
3: yeah. co- hooks hurt. <laughs> <laughs> hooks hurt. Yeah, Cooper oh. River, the, the yeah, guys co- uh, Yeah, I've been there. do go it go the better. Cooper than me. River. No, I want to hear from you. Well, I wasn't this, there. How am I going to tell the story? I thought you were there. <laughs> no, I, maybe I was. I don't know. Tell. You story. were there.
1: You were part of the then.
3: All right. And, so, okay. Go ahead. No, you go. I'm not going to be no, politically... You. I don't know how to tell it without. I can't tell it non-politically correct. I just how how make stuff up. We want to hear your version. So. For, for the folks at home, we at Top Rod, t- you know, 20 years ago, hosted our first tournament. Uh, we don't, Hang on.
5: Just talk loud, or talk into it. I don't think you guys are talking
3: into the mic. No, I just, I just, it's not on.
5: Completely not? Yeah,
3: it's just not on. Go ahead,
1: Mike. Take just yell. All right. Just uh, yell. Thank just you. yell. All right. Uh, so, yeah, so we had a Top Rod tournament at Cooper mm-hmm. River. We had a bunch of these knuckleheads show up, right, with yeah. signs and they cult- got. They had a blow up like rubber raft. It wasn't the kind even that like
3: you can be saved in. It was like the kind you're blowing up with your mouth, yeah. like
1: like a dinghy, yeah, like freaking a freaking dinghy out yeah. there. Like the fish hurt, fish feel pain. Fish feel mm-hmm. banging oars oh, on the water. God, hooks. come on. Hooks, hurt. H- hooks yeah, hurt. Yeah, hooks hurt, dude. It was it was it was disgusting. More schools, less it? bombs. So uh, <laughs> the way we handled it was very politically correct. Um, we got Dave to tie on a, a super spook with number twos on it, and he hooked it. And he reeled that sucker straight in. I think that's how we handled it. Nah, I think we just
2: ignored him. We did ignore him. Yeah. that's probably that's a worse punishment than to them. Okay. Yeah, they just ran them. around taking pictures and yep. being. Yeah. and honestly, that's probably the best. That's the best way to handle that situation. Yeah, too.
1: and I got to tell you, no turkey was harmed in this suit whatsoever. This is totally
2: synthetic. So if there's any PETA. Activist watching tonight. (laughs) Don't worry about it. A lot of those activists have no idea the efforts that we put into conservation of our natural resources, so... protection of our waterways, and everything we do to protect that species. Uh, they're really ignorant to to what we're doing out there to really help uh, these fish and, and these, this environment. Yeah. be there not only for our kids but their kids and their kids. We do we do so much. Yeah. they don't realize it's
1: it's catch and release, and they know like 95 percent of the fish go back alive. So they, they don't see any of that. They're just they're to it. But I tell you, this is a great segue talking about, we need an update. Brian the carpenter, can we get an update on the Muskie incident? What's b- what's become known as the Muskie incident around here? Uh, give us an update. Brian, what do you got back there? I got a message from Dane, and uh, he
0: said charges have been Laid? They're laid. Laid. <laughs> <laughs> this, works. this works. Here's your charge. Canada charges. <laughs> kind of Canada <laughs> kind of they lay their charges. Um, dude's got a court date for February, and they're charging with wasting fish suitable for human consumption, keeping an undersized fish, killed it, kept it, same thing, right? And kept, kept. not making every effort to return an undersized or out of season fish back to the water safely.
1: Wow! So, so they ran him up on him. So he's three charges on dude. Three button. charges, Man. and he's
0: apparently a um, a two-time loser. They've got him on uh, trapping charges. Wow! So he, abusive mm. to the environment. Yeah. Wow. So maybe in February we'll get another update on Homeboy. Wow. Mm. Okay. Doesn't well, that
2: look
1: good. Doesn't look good. Well, Bring Dane, up. Dane, thank you very much for the update. Keep us uh, up to date. What's going on with that? Uh, we don't like musky killers. Uh, chain pickerel
2: fine but must be uh, that was a joke no.
1: <laughs>
2: that was a joke come on I think there's PETA demonstrating outside our door <laughs> ah! they outside like live studios oh my gosh uh, alright so we, we've
1: we talked around in circles here enough it's time can I get a drum roll back there please it's time for No, oh, that's a phone hot topic baby <laughs> Was that Chewbacca? (laughs) That was your drum roll. Okay. Uh, It's time for the segment we all love called Hot Topic. Hot Topic. Hot Topic. What's on the Hot Topic this week? Well, this is interesting. I don't think I prepared anybody for this because I wanted to get very off-the-cuff opinions from everybody. And our Hot Topic this week is... FLW losing tons of big sponsors in the FLW tour. That's big news. I have no opinion on that. That's a hot. To- you you need to have an opinion on that. <laughs> That's a hot topic right now. That Brian the Carpenter. We're talking about Chevy, mm. Kellogg's. Wow. Straight Talk Wireless. Wow. Really? You know, big mega companies that support FLW. Castro, Castro, packed Castrol, up. Castro? Do they
3: stuff Walmart?
1: They still yes, have Walmart for now, but for now. these are big companies that support FLW, but more importantly, support the anglers through angler teams. Yep, all gone. This is this is a big thing. It's in It's not the, fishing the first industry. time. It's not the first time, but this this to me seems like a lot at one time. Mm-hmm. What's what's happening here, Pete? Is this a sign of the times? Is this a trend? Is this what, you know, what's going on with I,
2: this? I I don't know if I want to call it a trend you know it's um it's not the first time i've seen it on you know on the flw but you know there's i mean there's there's so many ways to look at this there's number one it's definitely impactful right you've got i don't know how many guys 20 guys 20 professional anglers that are waking up today figuring how in the world are they going to amass the the funding to compete next year in November, you've got like two months to try to rally the kind of revenue needed to compete. And, you know, that's, not, that's nowhere near enough time in a, in a heavily competitive sponsorship market. You know, so there, there's that. Right. The FLW just lost a massive amount of revenue. Right, where's that re- where's that revenue Big targeted? Time. Was that going to entry fees? Is that going to impact the entry fees for next year? Uh, is it going to impact their you know ability to do business? Um, you know, th- th- there's there's that side of it, and yeah. and the FLW, I get it. Let me tell you something. The, that they're they're getting hit with the lion's share of that yeah. loss. Yeah. There's no doubt the anglers got you know a small portion of those sponsorship dollars.
3: But uh, you're gonna miraculously see the co anglers come back into the picture at FLW now. Yeah. <laughs> they need that money problem, yeah. man.
2: Big time. You yeah. know, Think Big about time. that. Well yeah. that, that that very well may be. Yeah. You know, there's certainly gonna to have to be some adjustments uh, that that are gonna to have to be made, you know, with, with that much loss. But here's what I think. We're dealing with Irwin Jacobs. This man knows how to do business. Mm-hmm. He's generated sponsorship revenues in bad markets that I thought couldn't be done he's you know he's done things to build this sport with that group that I, I didn't think could be done they are outstanding at selling sponsorships I mean they've got to be you got to say it they're the best at selling yeah. sponsorships yep. there's no doubt I mean you you look at the amount of eyeballs that, that they get for the tournament organization which isn't as many as the other big group yeah and there's and you know they're selling sponsorships they to that do. level of greater. Selling. They keep selling. Thank you. You know. Selling. So, I don't I you know, I don't It's you can only keep them down for for so long. I think yeah. they I think they're going to come back strong with new, you know, filling in those that revenue. Might not be this year, might not be straight away, but well, I'm, me, I'm not scared for. Let them. let me get your opinion on it, Mike. And and we'll, we'll
1: still hear you. Just talk up because sure. we we can catch it through these other mics too. You're a guy looking ahead, aspiring somewhat. And you're going to get to the point where you can choose between different organizations. Does something like this spook you off from from fishing FLW events or go on that route? Well it it does to a degree.
5: Hold on, we don't see your
1: face.
4: Yeah. Okay.
5: <laughs> Everyone just sees the top of a
1: pumpkin. Wow, wait by the way you have a hot butt for a pilgrim. <laughs> You've been doing squats, or
5: Apparently, some guy wants to know if I'll do a nude magazine.
4: Wow! Oh boy, man, big butt right there. <laughs> I, won- I wonder if it's anybody at FLW. <laughs> it's Irwin. <laughs> well, you know, uh, for me, uh, looking, you know, forward at either fishing, bass or FLW, uh, I think part of it has to do with. You know, where they're going to be, if I've ever had any experience, um, you know, th- that sort of thing. But
1: So you're looking at the events more than the, the background and the sponsorships of the organization itself? Uh, uh,
4: uh, partly, yes. I mean, I do think, you, you know, just coming back from Nationals and seeing the type of event that Bass puts on... Yeah. Um, you know, they really do a great job. And, um, you know, I've I fished some BFLs, and I've I fished an Everstarred. And, you know, uh, going forward, um, I, I think they both do, you know, a pretty good job. And, you know, it, it's one of those things where I, I, I sort of feel like you kind of have to pick one Right. Uh, myself.
1: Right. It's a, it, it, it worries me. I'll, I'll be honest with you. You know, it worries me. I mean, I feel like... Uh, You know, we're at a critical point of the sport where... By the way, that pumpkin pie on your head looks amazing. (laughs) Uh, It tastes good, too. It tastes good. We're We're at a critical point of the sport where outside industry sponsorship is a very big, important thing right now. And when I see it go away, that worries me a little bit. Whether it's Bass or FLW... It worries me a little bit. Um, why is it going away? Why is it going away?
2: You know, why is it going away at a time when we're trying to really build, build this sport up? I know, and the sports getting as many eyeballs now as it ever has. Yeah. Right. The economy is a, is a growing yep. stage of the economy, and now you and sponsors are leaving. Yeah. Well, why? Why? Why is that happening? It's are the scared. sponsors not seeing the results they anticipated? Right. Are, um,
1: maybe, maybe the bigger question is, why were the sponsors there in the first place? You know, mm-hmm. um, Or who looks more ridiculous, you or Pete. Right. <laughs>
0: that could have a lot to do with I,
2: it. I think we're losing sponsorships here on the show. <laughs> well, we didn't have any. So That's that, right. That we don't out. have any. How <laughs> can we lose them?
1: <laughs> Cheers. Uh, well, let's get... Uh, by the way, again, let me remind you that your questions are important to us. We want to hear what you have to say. Uh, go through Twitter at Mike underscore Iconelli or... Directly through the instant messaging, the IM, right on the page. Beck? Yeah. yeah Beck the Pilgrim, do we have any questions or We're going to handle most of them in the afternoon. I know, but I, I do want to hear a couple. Anybody responding about this, this stuff?
5: I mean, really?
1: <laughs> yeah, we're, uh, we're was, about ready to call up John. Uh, I'm sorry. She was busy doing her toenails in the back or talking to <laughs> Carrie Short. As for the
3: sponsors, Mike. <laughs> you got to look at who left. Like, I still think that if the sponsors are not related to the outdoors, it's a tough sell. Did Keebler sell one more stinking pack of cookies? You know? Did, Jib, did, did, did Skippy peanut butter sell another jug of peanut butter? Because right. Of, no, the no, mic doesn't work, no, Mike, so you can just leave it. Sure. No, no. <laughs> what? It's working. Ah. I heard that. All right, good. It's good working. deal. All right.
1: I hear you. I hear it.
3: Yeah, all right, cool. No, I hear it. Seriously. So listen, other than them losing a title vehicle sponsor, that's that, that's the one I'd be most concerned with. Castrol, everyone puts their engine manufacturer's oil in there and now everyone's going to, to four strokes anyway. So I mean, Castrol leaves. But
1: but Chevy's a huge one, man. Chevy's a huge one. But even those other ones, you don't think there's you don't think there's a tie? There's a tie Skippy peanut butter. Now here's conspiracy. There's a Aaron tie Martin between has, Aaron Martin has to have his peanut butter and jelly or
3: yeah. he's not going to catch him on a drink. I got jelly. one in the truck for when I leave here starving that's in about three I,
4: hours. dude.
1: That's because we never feed you. Right yeah, I know. <laughs> we feed you alcohol, that's it. No food. <laughs>
4: This is like like a piece of hair in my. The last time I was here, Becky fed me, and she's a good cook.
1: Wow! Yeah, that's yeah, awesome, Becky. Dave, you know where you're at on the list now. Yeah. (laughs) No, (laughs) but is there no tie? I mean, no. Walmart
3: puts a chicken wing on these guys, and it's like. You're going to put these dudes in some boats, and you're going to put your cookie label right on the side of that boat and on the side of their pickup truck, or you're only going to get eight feet of rack, and it's going to be at the end of the aisle versus 12 feet of rack in the front closest to the milk. Okay, so what you brought
1: up is a totally different, which is what we touched on, which is why were those sponsors there to
2: begin with, right? Walmart, the big baller, man. Okay. But Walmart's still there. So they're still, you know, whatever deal they they had in place. <laughs> assume, hey, <laughs> let's assume unless maybe this is the reason. Maybe Walmart changed their policy. Maybe Walmart changed the way that they deal with these sponsors, and that's maybe why someone but pulled But Walmart back. doesn't have you the knows, stranglehold just, that I'm they guessing. used
3: to have also. I mean, their, their profit margins are falling. Target's becoming more and more popular. You know, they might not have the same ability to threaten these companies that they once did ten years ago when they were just given boats away. They were given sponsorships away to co anglers who didn't even catch a damn fish. Well,
1: It brings up a bigger point which is, to me, the sponsor has to have a direct motivation to the sport, right? Give you a good example. Rigid Lights, right? We talked about Rigid before. Rigid Lights is an automotive light, but they saw an opportunity to gain a foothold in a market and where it's awesome. everybody's driving trucks, everybody needs LEDs to light up the front and the back, and they killed it. Yep. And they had a big motivation to get involved, not because of Walmart, not because of a tournament organization, because they saw a market in sport fishing. If that if that motivation never is never there from the beginning. Then it's never going to work. And they, should, it, and they
2: should sponsor Ike Live. They should sponsor Ike Live. Uh, Chris they, Brown, if you're listening, please. <laughs> the, the bottom line is, you know, when you're, when you're advertising, advertising works. Right? It works. That's why it's done. Right? It's been done for a long time in a lot of different formats. It works. You spend some money in advertising dollars, and you get a result. Right? If you spend some money in advertising dollars, and you don't get a result... You quickly stop spending money at, on that outlet of advertising. You gotta see results. So as a business owner, yeah, you're, you're looking at the bottom line. Yeah. Hey, I, I'm spending a pile of money here. I'm not getting the result I want. I was looking for sponsorship relationships are win-win. That's that's what a lot of guys don't understand. They're trying to enter into the pro world of of, of yeah. fishing, mm-hmm. is it's got to be a win. You know, you're not just gonna you know be a good angler and expect people to throw money at you and throw boats at you. You know, the only reason that they're going to sponsor sponsor you is because eventually your notoriety, your ability to capture the public's attention is going to help them sell their products. Right, it, And that's, that's the bottom line. Agreed,
1: so, agreed. And, and I'll give you a perfect example, this might be a good way to wrap it up, we're going to get to the next one. Kellogg's, great sponsor, uh, they're trying to sell a bunch of cereal, right? Dave Lefevre's a part of that team. I'll never buy freaking Kellogg's again for the rest of my life. I don't want to eat no Kellogg cereal if Lefevre's a part of that.
3: Come on. Yeah, I hope he chokes on a Rubik's Cube sized Kellogg cornflake right <laughs> down his throat. <laughs> oh, <my> God. <laughs> ha. Uh.
2: Uh, last week, tell us how you really feel. Last week, last week we're throwing KVD under the bus. This week we're oh, throwing Table Fever continu- under the bus. Oh yeah, no. no we're going to
1: continue. Now, nah, Table Fever is a good guy. <clears throat> uh, we're going to continue to throw. Excuse Did I just get a dirty look from the pilgrim in the back? Uh oh. she's a puritan. She doesn't want any of that kind of dirty talk on this show. Uh, do we have any? Do we have any comments back there? Or do we want to? We want to go ahead and go on or? Okay. I don't know what the shushin's about back there. (laughs) Uh, She's making funny faces Mm. at me. All right. Well, we're going to go on. Uh, We're ready. We're ready. Okay. So, we're at the point of the show. This is exciting because we're going to try something tonight. I'm not feeling good about this because everything (coughs) new that we try from a technical standpoint... Brian the carpenter usually screws up. I like the casting couch mic that's been here since day one. That doesn't work. It doesn't work. I know. We can't even get a damn mic to work. How are we going to get this? Plug to to plug doesn't work. I know. It's a simple connection, right? It's A B. Uh, So we're going to try, Pete. What are we trying? Well, let's put. Let me see your cross your toes or something. Cross something. Uh, We're going to try. We're going to attempt to have our first official. Skype guest. Oh my god. god! Round of applause, real quick. Yeah. Yay.
5: We're we would do it. We would do Wait a, a, a minute. We would do a sound effect, but we can't do a oh sound effect. Oh my god! guest. I, I think I, shit, this could worked, actually
1: yeah. work. Hold on. Let's just test this out. There's no way to say. Joining us now via Skype, via satellite, via internet, via IT sensation. Brian Stockel, the carpenter. <laughs> is John Cruz. John Cruz, everybody. Wow! John, how are you tonight? I'm wonderful. Holy oh shit! God. We can hear yeah. you! Oh my God! It's going to snow yeah. tonight!
6: Yes. Yes. I feel I feel out of place. I don't have my uh, turkey attire on.
1: That That's okay. You look normal. We look ridiculous. So I like it. But, uh, your apparel though, step back for a second. You got a Missile
6: missile shirt on. What is it? No, it's, uh, it's Man I Love Fishing. Oh, it's a MILF shirt. Never I thought know. it was Missile. Okay it's an acronym there I, I think a lot of people should identify with it it's it's you know common language well we fishermen. have we, we have a MILF
1: in the house she's a pilgrim <laughs> in the back it's a MILF pilgrim A here <laughs> <in laughs> today <laughs> uh, where are you at John I know where you were traveling where the, where the heck yet you, you know you're in a green room right now
6: I, I am I'm in i uh, I'm in a quality in hotel in Lexington North Carolina believe it or not Tomorrow I'm going to get to go fishing with the great American fisherman himself, Roland Martin. Wow! No! Wow! Wow!
1: How about it? This is interesting. Yeah. So, what are you guys filming a show or what do you got going on?
6: Yeah, we're going to do a uh, crankbait show here on High Rock. I mean, this is kind of like the hub of of where they, uh, you know, really got the, a lot of the the handmade crankbait deal going. So. Yeah we thought what a better place to uh, to do it than right here.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. By the by the way, for those of you who don't know, uh, John Cruz instrumental in designing a crankbait. John, talk about your crankbait a little bit because your crankbait's badass in my opinion.
6: Yeah. Oh, um, for Spro, I've designed uh, we're up to 7 baits. We we've got some more that we haven't even haven't even had a chance to come out with, but we're up to seven different baits. We've got a whole bunch of different uh, different baits with pros, the Little Johns and the Fat Johns, and we're going to use the whole arsenal on them tomorrow. To see what uh, see what happens.
1: What what are they going to be doing? Are they going to be out? Are they going to be up? Or what what's what's the deal?
6: Well, we had a real bad cold front. I think you guys are feeling the effects of that. You know, last week that kind of um, I think that kind of got a lot of the fish off the bank. Uh, you know, for these typical lakes. And with it warming back up, they had a lot. We had a lot of rain here today. I think with that that fresh water coming in, it's going to pull them back to the banks a little bit. At least that's what I'm hoping. Get them back on that hard cover so we can we can catch them cranking.
1: That that'll be fun, man. Rolling, it's awesome. I'd I'd actually love love, I'd love to fish with him. He's probably in my top five of guys I'd love to fish with. I mean, he's
2: a freaking icon of the sport. Pete, hey, number he's, one he's for me. Me. Was nine Angler of the Year titles? Dude. 19 professional tournament wins? Dude. Yeah. I, I, I I mean,
1: I can't get the images out of my mind when I was in, in our... You remember, Dave. Yeah, man. Back in the day, yeah. pre-Top Rod, with Sunday mornings, TNN. Yeah. That song would come on. Yeah. You'd see him jacking him in the reeds. Yeah. He's <laughs> the great American fisherman. Come on, everybody. He'll fish anywhere. Come on. Anywhere, anywhere there's water. water, Lord knows he'll be there. Where's my guitar? Yeah. Yeah, there, where, where the, uh, the guitar? Gun? Gun. Oh my god, you moved the guitar. Uh that's awesome, dude. That is un- yeah. un- unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Are you going to not- ask him? A, are, are you uh, uh, this is a little inside. You don't have to explain it, but are you going to ask him about the farts tomorrow at all?
6: I I'm going to plan on doing it on the way to the ramp. <laughs> I plan- yeah. you're going to
1: fart in the truck with him. Yes. That's yeah. pretty awesome. <laughs> 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 Any particular happen, reason? Just for fun? Inhalation, Pete. <laughs> <Yeah>. Inhalation. <laughs> Smell that stuff the whole way over. By the way, oh, how geez. does that
2: story go? Uh, we'll, we'll talk about That might be an after hour story. We might bring that <laughs> J- back up. J.C. Yeah. is featured this week on Bash University TV. Wow! Uh, yeah. Another round of applause. Yeah. John Cruz yeah. on TV this week. Yeah. Talking about crankbaits? What's he talking about? Well, he's talking about his tools. Know your tools? What? what do you mean by that? <laughs> his, his friends, maybe. Just the tip, John. We're not going to show the whole show. Just the tip of the show we're going to
1: show on BUT. That's the tool right there. Okay. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Speaking of that, you want to tell everybody real quick how they can watch John Cruz on, on B-U-TV?
2: I uh, Just go to thebassuniversity.com backslash TV. You can uh, log in there. You can, you can check a preview out on YouTube. And you can register at thebassuniversity.com. You can check out JC, several other seminars that he did, and just about every other top angler in the world can be seen on Bass University TV. That's awesome. That's awesome. So a lot of
6: people are getting on there because I've had a lot of people email, call, and send me messages saying that they they saw it, they liked it, and they liked this part or that part. So uh, it sounds like a lot of people are taking advantage of that.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. So we were talking about, y- you designed the, the, a line of crankbaits for Spro. Let's switch topics here a little bit and talk about something that you've got. By the way, let, let's not even start with that. I want to I talk about missile baits. Yeah. Highly New successful. New Huge. New jig. Huge. We're going to talk about that in a second. John, here's the question I want to know: How what's the that? hell? They're having mic issues over here on like the casting couch. You can't see it, but they're they're just swinging it back and forth, uh, aimlessly. Uh, we we've getting a lot of uh, we have this IM thing, and we're getting a lot of questions. People want to know how the hell are you doing it? Meaning, how are you running missile baits, designing baits for Spro and Missile, and the last three years kicking ass in Elite Tour? Yeah. What what's the deal, John? People want to know they're dying to know I want to know
6: it, it I function well when there's like there are a million things going on because your deadlines are real short and you don't have time to to mess around you don't have time to sit around you just anytime you have some spare time you're you're working on something and i just I just function better like that it, it seems uh you know when back to when I was little, I would always function better when I was playing sports and going to school and had all this other stuff going on and uh, you know, if like if it was out of a sport season or it was out of a deer season or, or you know, there wasn't fishing going on right then, I, I struggled because I just didn't have focus because I was so. I need I need a lot of stuff going on for uh, for me. It's it's I think it's an ADD thing.
1: So so the, the pressure is helping you. The pressure is helping you.
6: I think so. I That's think awesome. it does. The more you do, the more you do. That's interesting. John, right? are you married? Do you have kids? That's right. Yeah, it's something I've been, you know, we've been planning, uh, been planning to do that for a while. The, the missile baits portion. So it was uh, it was a culmination of a, of a couple years uh, of of planning and and getting things uh, lined up to to be able to function right. And then you know just a lot of things have gone gone our way. We've gotten lucky on on a number of things and uh, you know met the right people. Been you know made the call at the right time to where things could go in and and you know distributions picked up and. Um, yeah, all that all that stuff's going real well.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, hey, they're, they're everywhere now. I mean, everywhere you look, you see you see missile base. It's amazing.
2: It's, it's awesome. like they've been there a long time. Yeah. You know, and, and when you've done when it when it feels like that, you know, you know you've got it together. You know, no, just, we, it seems like they've always been there. Yeah, John, You're we've wrong. got a we've got a question right here
1: from you from our own uh, Fathead. Let's see if we can, you can hear him. Go ahead, hey, Dave. John. Can you hear me?
6: Yes.
3: All right. Uh, yeah, see? I'm one of the guys that chased that guy off you on the boat dock on the Delaware tournament, if you remember yes. correctly. Yes. All right. Listen, do you have any? Do you have a wife and? kids
6: yes yes i do
3: oh, okay yeah Now, I, I, before we celebrated how busy you are and managing everything i wanted to make sure you weren't like a single guy that <laughs> were saying great job on fishing for a living and designing lures because that's so multitasking. but now you got the wife and kids good job you're a busy guy congratulations
6: yeah, yeah that's what i was doing uh yeah. all last night and this morning before i left to come down here was was hanging out with the kids and yeah good yeah. job
1: yeah. Time management. Okay. All right. Let's let's switch it here. And I got I I've got one. And I don't know if John has one in the hotel there or not. But, uh, Brian, do we still have a crotch cam? Like Is that still a feature croc- that we have, Brian the wander. carpenter? Can we get a crotch cam oh, over toward me in this turkey suit or? Do we have? Okay. That's pretty much a, a crotch cam. That's not bad. What All do you right. got? What do you got there, Mike? Well, let's see. I'm I'm going to turn it just a little bit. Okay. All right. That's enough of the crotch cam. Yeah, turkey nugget. That's a turkey nugget. No, I've I've got. Uh, I've got a jig in my hand uh, pretty awesome man pretty awesome and uh John, tell everybody about what this jig is here I'm fiddling with. you might have one there too.
6: I do yours actually looks prettier than mine. It's pretty it's still uh it's still not a hundred percent finished product. we've got the uh, we've got the you yeah, everybody can see it hopefully on there it's a uh, that's the head of of our uh, missile jig that's a half ounce version right there. it is a uh, it's just pretty sweet sweet bait i know you you came to me with the uh with the idea for this bait and I, i liked it but i didn't understand it until i got to fish it uh once i got to fish that jig uh man that thing is just it's extremely balanced um you know the weed guards just at the perfect angle and the hook's got a ton of bite and and your your boys over there at uh at vmc are gonna are gonna hook us up with the with a custom hook yeah because uh, yeah. we could you know we couldn't we couldn't get exactly what we wanted, so that's nice that uh, they could hook us up with that, and I think that jig's gonna be it'd be, it'd be perfect for a smaller profile flipping jig and that's exactly what, what yeah. it is the little and ikes mini flip
1: mini flip jig the the m and uh <laughs> i, I tell you, it's a great name it Pete the m uh it, you know the question we get a lot of comments already and uh about you know Man, a jig is a jig is a jig. How many times have you heard that? you know what what the hell are you going to do to make a jig any different? But there right. are a lot of things that you can make a, a better jig. Uh, you fish a small jig a lot oh, Mike, yeah, absolutely. on the river heavy finesse, heavy finesse right something that 's compact can get in and out of cover that 's one of the things about this, John. I want you to tell people about is. This thing doesn't get snagged a lot. The the design of the bait. Why is that? Why does this thing? Why can you throw this thing in the nastiest piece of crap and get it out 99% of the time? What's the deal with that?
6: I think it's a combination. Uh, it's a combination of things. It, a lot of it has to do with the the weight being all the way forward. I mean, the weight is balanced all the way as close to the uh, line tie as possible. But the weight is balanced around the shaft of the hook. The shank of the hook is where all the weight is balanced. Uh, not a lot of jigs have that have that balance around that around that uh, hook shank. A lot of it is lower, or it's actually even higher because they have a, a different type of hook. You know, like I said, we've got a custom hook, and that's part of the that's part of the ingredients that that make it work. And also the uh, the weed guards at the wrong angle. A lot of jigs have weed guards that are that are not at the right angle. As you can see, this weed guard. It's, it's at just the right angle. it's not too flat, but it's not too steep. If, if jigs have a too steep of a weed guard, you know, when they come up on cover, let's say let's say the weed guard's up here at this angle. By the time has uh, it, it, the, the weed guard is like doesn't compress until it hits the hole. Yeah. That's basically what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to show you and look at it at the same time. But uh, if it's at the, just the right angle, it's going to slide across that, that hook shank uh, and not get hooked.
1: There's a lot of subtleties like that. And, and I, I mean, Pete, you, you're one of the guys, you and Mike, that both kind of turn me on to those small profile jigs. What is it about that? I mean, there are times when you could throw a normal jig and you
2: don't get a bite. And you throw a, a compact jig. And it's the total difference. What's the deal with that? Uh, you know, it's something to do with rate of descent, I think, is a big factor for it. That's one of the factors. Uh, it's a small profile, heavy tungsten bait. So it, it has very little friction in the water as it falls. Bigger jig, right, it's more buoyant, and it grabs more water surface as it, it slows the fall down. Yeah. Even a half ounce. Yeah. You know, but uh, with, a, with, a, with a half ounce, small profile jig, it falls real fast. And, and w- with that lack of resistance, it also helps you keep it down. It helps you keep that bait down in current situations, yep. it helps you stay in contact with the cover. You know, we talk about um, uh, baits like Carolina rigs that help you visualize what's going on under the water surface. You have your sonar, but you you, you know, a, a heavy jig that stays in contact lets you understand if you're dealing with rock, <laughs> weeds, wood, shells, and, and that bait is phenomenal. Those types of baits are phenomenal. Feel the bottom,
1: that. actually transmitted with it. So- so John, we get a lot of IM questions here. Uh, the Becky the Pilgrim is sign, giving me sign language in the back. A lot of people want to know, wow, nice eye. A lot of people want to know when is the MFR? when's the mini flip jig actually going to be available? When can guys get their hands on this thing? And how can they get it?
6: That's a good uh, it's a good question. We're gonna it looks like everything is lining up to have these towards the middle, to latter part of january ready wow. to ship and, um, and a lot of that had to do with oh. so uh... we we had one custom made that delayed it a little bit we've got the packaging and, and the skirts and everything coming together so that it's uh, it's going to look like uh... the latter part of january it's going to be uh... it's going to be available to get and we're going to as soon as we can get everything um uh, together for, for pictures we're going to have it uh, available for pre-order at Tackle Warehouse. You can count on that. Tackle Warehouse in the house. Great, yeah. great
1: friends of the show. And give us a yep. little update, John, real quick. Uh, sizes, colors, what do, what do we got coming?
6: It looks like we're going to do uh, a half ounce for sure, a three-eighths, and I think we're going to do a quarter ounce as well. I'm going to go uh, next week I'm going to meet with the uh, – with the manufacturers and go over the final final drawings before we uh before the hooks come in.
2: Three quarter. <coughs> three three <laughs> quarter, maybe
6: <laughs> three quarter, three quarter.
1: Uh, Dave and Mike, any preferences on colors? That's the color you like to see in
6: this jig? Yeah. Anything?
3: Just the blue, blacks and the greens. That's it. Blue black, green pumpkin base. Yeah, we, yeah. we got
6: we got we got six colors. You know, me and you uh, me and you went over those uh those colors uh what is that? Two a couple months ago now. So uh, we got those all ordered up and they're they're on the way. They're gonna be fine cut so they're going to, you know, with just the slightest movement, they're going to be able to puff around. It's going to be, uh, be good. Nothing like it out there.
1: I'm very excited about the Just to build up a little excitement, Sunfish IPA. Ooh. Very cool color, custom color. That we worked on, it's going to be a killer. Sunfish yeah, Sunfish IPA? IPA. Indian Pale Ale. <laughs> I like it. Fine yeah. yeah, we cut we are, skirts key, too. It is. The uh, flat cut I skirts key. A, I think that's a big key. Super key, key small profile yeah. skirts key. Yeah. But when we came up with that color name, we were drinking IPA. So it just made a lot of sense, you know. <laughs> yeah, that was the,
6: uh, what was that? The uh, Horny Monk we were drinking at that horny time? Horny Monk? We were drinking Horny Monk. That yeah. was
1: actually a Heffenweiser, wasn't it?
6: Oh yeah, that's right. That, that was a happen- that was good. Yeah,
1: that was good. was good. That was the tournament that we sat in a in a in the house for like a week waiting for the next day of the event. Right. It was Upon, uh, day. Big bay to Knock. Yes. Waiting for the wind to Yeah, it just kept getting canceled and canceled mm-hmm. and canceled, so we we're pretty bored. Okay, that
5: are we are we ready for some feedback?
1: Yes, feedback. We got some feedback for you, John. Come on, pilgrim, what All do you got for so, us?
5: So uh opinions here seem to be people want blue, blue, and they like blue jigs. Wow. Um Black camo on a jig. Somebody would like a three quarter, please. A must. Um, Pete, did you just do that? Chris <laughs> Alfonso must be on here because he wants hair jigs. Um, hair jigs, hair jigs. Uh, somebody wants to know about trailers. Trailers. I've gotten a handful of questions about trailers. Also, can a D bomb go on this jig Ooh, for punching? Good questions.
6: It's uh, it's got a keeper on there. Nice. If you can see it, it's it's a kind of a it's kept real close to the skirt so that it does not mess up the balance of the jig. And if you want to if you want to know what fits on there, I just took a, a baby D bomb off of it and I'll put it back on there. Take a baby D bomb, cut it in half, fits right on there. Ooh. Nice little compact package. Ooh. But you can take. Any kind of little short stubby uh, stubby bait like that, and uh, should should fit on there perfect.
1: That's awesome. That's that's yeah. awesome. Twin turbo fit on the back of that, pretty nice.
6: You got that right.
1: Mm-hmm. I like it.
6: That right.
5: Pelgrim, what else you got? Uh, now everyone's giving their opinions on colors. And <laughs> colors. We're gonna have a color brawl Blue, here. pink, red, purple. Those pink? all came through. Did someone say pink? Somebody said pink. Hey, John, Ooh, any geek?
3: any straight black ones?
5: Black.
2: No. Racist.
5: <laughs> we,
6: got, we got black and blue.
2: Oh, all right. Is that, an, that it is an interchangeable skirt, or is it fixed?
6: No, you can take it off. It's a, uh, it's a hole-in-one skirt. Uh, so they, they stay on there real well, but you, you can take them off.
2: Good to know.
5: Oh, how about suspension? Do we have any suspension with this jig, someone asked?
1: Suspension?
5: Yeah, I don't know. Don't jigs go to the bottom?
1: Yeah, this is they go Yeah, well, oh, low, wow. low
4: profile, low profile.
5: You can you can put a little balloon on it. Balloon. That's, <laughs> that's, that's gonna,
4: so gonna be an feature later on. Is
1: the balloon <laughs> breaking news? Is is the balloon?
5: I can't even fish, and I wouldn't have said that. Come on. <laughs> all right,
1: all right. The pilgrim would have said that. So, everybody, you heard it from Johnny Cruz. Killer jig yeah. coming. Very excited about it. Uh, can't wait yes. to fish it next year, all year. A lot of events where that could be a factor. So definitely, it's gonna be awesome. Definitely. Speaking of next year, John, looking at the schedule, what are you yeah. most excited about? I can kind of tell one of them. Uh, you got to be excited about going back to the Delta, trying to repeat there. But what else? What else are you excited about next year?
6: Man, I, I love New Lakes. I've never been to Havasu. I know you went out there and got yourself a little taste of it. But uh, I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let it be my first time when I get over there. So that's one place I'm really looking forward to. Um, New Lake there. Uh, we got we got a few you know, the Sabine. I think it's going to be a twist there because there's going to be
4: a Boo. lot of
1: guys. That, can think. Oh, that, was, my, that was my own <laughs> sound effect. Uh,
6: yeah, that's what I like. I want I want those tournaments where people are booing when they get there. That's the ones I like. <laughs> uh, a lot of people were booing at the Delaware River, but it worked out well for you. you know what yeah, I mean? you're right.
1: Speaking of that, so what? Tell, we want to hear your thoughts on the Delaware River because we have sitting on the casting couch and Pete, Delaware River gurus. What did you Two think? Hammers. Yeah, what did you think? What was your overall opinion of the big D?
6: I thought it was I thought it was good. I, I you know, the, the the health of the fishery is, is pretty good. There's just not a lot of fish there is what I think. I don't I think because of the tidal swing they must just not be able to have good spawns, but I think that the habitat there, you know, it's got plenty of bait and all that kind of stuff, so I don't see why there couldn't be more fish there. I'd like to see maybe some kind of stocking program going on there, and I bet you that place would be be pretty decent.
3: Well, hey, John. Speaking of Delaware River gurus, we also have a Chesapeake Bay guru, and Mike Centaur sitting next to me. And the cool thing about Mike is when you come up here, he'll show you everything, and all you have to do is tell him you're going to show him something in, uh,
2: in oh. and lie.
3: Oh, no blow! <laughs> it's an easy swap. Yeah, it is. He'll, he'll give you the keys to the city for a nickel, dude. <laughs> that
4: that that might there? be some misinformation.
1: <laughs> misinformation. Yeah, that may be misinformation. Uh, we can either confirm or deny that report. <laughs>
6: <laughs> oh boy!
1: Oh, boy. <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, that got ugly. <laughs> well,
1: we're gonna have a wrestling match a little later here, John. Uh, Michael tuned me up. I'm not trying to. Mic,
6: right? He's locked up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh
6: boy! So what else? So you've got. Yep. Uh, you we've come got up a- to your backyard, man. We're we're gonna be up there in the um, the upper bay, man. That's gonna be awesome.
1: It's gonna be now that's that's a special fishery, you know. I mean it's I love the Delaware but the, the upper bay is a it's a different totally different fishery than the Delaware, I can tell you that, you know. Um four, 13, 14 pounds a day there is is not a big weight, you know. So uh you know, it's a place where at least three or four months out of the year you've gotta have in the mid
4: twenties, right? Oh yeah. To do well. Right. I've I've, I've weighed in twenty four and a half pounds and gotten
2: third or fourth place. Yeah. It's it's that kind of fishery. That's that's pretty amazing, Pete. You you know that place. It's big fish. It's just it's it's not a big numbers game there either, but especially that time of year. Yeah, August. In you know, that, right? that time of the year, that time staging. of year you're going to see your numbers decline a little bit, but man, every single time you set the hook, it's three pounds or bigger. I mean, yeah, and, I mean, up mean. To, and lots of five, sixes, and occasional sevens are caught there. Uh, as we know, ten pounders have been weighed in in tournaments on the chesapeake so it's, yeah, it was yeah. just two years ago huh. yeah that's it, amazing it's a unique place wow. that, that's a giant yeah that, and, that's... and it's big water the guys can run as far as they want to run yeah and find uh fishable water so it, it'll be a neat place to fish well any predictions on the classic john what,
1: what do you think the classic's gonna turn into what kind of event
6: i it's hard to say they're predicting a pretty hard winter uh, so I think a lot of those fish are still going to be a little bit deeper. They're not that, the shallow bite's not going to be be kicking quite as much. But then again, you never know. Um, you know they got some warm water coming out of that the one arm. You know it tends to get things going a little earlier than than other places in that part of the country. So uh, you know could could be shallow, could be deep, uh, could be a combination deal. I mean you know Casey Ashley you know kind of walked away with that FLW last year. Um, we're going to have to contend with him, uh, but. But then again, I think you've got some of the best jig fishermen, some of the best deep fishermen in this classic um some real good cold water guys so uh it's going to be uh it's going be interesting. I think there's going to be a couple different couple different deals uh, i I'm, I'm probably going to focus most of mine uh deep I'll tell you that right now deep yeah, deep, going deep Beck, do you want to, real quick uh DeCarpenter, carpenter let's get let's get a camera
1: back on you guys real quick. Beck, how do you feel about lake hartwell and and uh uh, greenville- Greenville, South Carolina. What happened there last time you were there?
5: Ah, <laughs> good um, story. Can we hear? Can we hear that real quick? Uh, the short version is I left my appendix there.
1: You left your Ooh. appendix.
5: Yeah. Yeah. The, a nice surgeon took it out when it was about to. At go the on. classic at yeah. Hartwell. Yeah.
1: Wow. Wow. Do you want it back, or are you going to just leave no, it I'm there? No, I'm pretty
5: good. I'm pretty good without it. Didn't really know that it needed to go, but apparently so. And And
1: that happened on the last day of the Classic.
5: Yeah, so Mike gets off the water, calls me on my cell phone. I had a bad day on the water. I was like, dude, I'm in an emergency room. (laughs) I think I win. Could you come here? (laughs) Yeah. Ish had to sit with me. Poor Ish Monroe.
7: Poor Ish.
5: Uncle Ish. Uncle Ish had to sit with me. Yeah. So, um, I can't get much worse than that, right?
1: It's got to get better. It's got to get
3: it's
5: gotta better. It's got to be a
1: better classic. For you, it has to be a better classic. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Yeah. yeah, yeah because after, after that, else? there's
3: no more needless organs that you can lose. They're can't all pretty lose, important. like, your
5: gallbladder? Gall do you need that?
3: Do you need a gallbladder? Yeah, I don't know. I think you Google can do that. that. Can Google we Google it? it? I, don't, I don't
5: think you need a gallbladder. You don't? You could probably lose some lymph nodes and stuff, too.
3: You could lose a
1: limb. Oh, you could lose your testicles mm-hmm. and still live. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah. Well, we don't need them in this house.
1: We don't need them. No. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. She wants me to get my balls cut off, John.
6: Oh well, I don't know about that, but if you get the snip, it's supposed to increase your rate of prostate cancer. So I don't. That's all I know. Whoa! That.
1: Stop it, John! Stop You're see so that? Full of it. That's not Another reason not to do <laughs> it, Becky. He's on the internet,
6: look it up. I swear to God, John. Oh this is exactly what I'm talking
1: about. I'm glad you said that. This because is this is the man-to-man man shit we need to be talking about. No, Tom we are going to
5: end up with big potatoes, and now John says you're going to get prostate you get cancer. Proce- John,
1: we had a good friend of ours get snipped, and his balls blew up like a freaking brown paper bag from ShopRite.
5: <laughs> oh, I'm
1: not dear. kidding you.
5: Because no, you would know. I saw them. <laughs> they looked like the
1: freaking elephant man balls, man. <laughs> yeah. They were giant. Yeah, like a
6: gallon of milk. If that helps happens to, to your exact, you've got to show people. Uh, they're, they're not going to believe you. <laughs> yeah, you
1: can go. When you can cover up your entire body with them, I mean, they're big, you know? <laughs> you don't want that. You carry them
4: around you and want put them
6: on you know?
1: <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, uh, you know. You know we what? gotta
5: move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yes,
1: we on. do. <laughs> 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 I think that we've
5: had a wonderful time with John Cruz.
1: Uh, this was a good time. Yeah. I like. I like
5: it, how it digressed at the it end. It did digress. That's at the because we've we all we lived, go lived on together for too long, and that's where we end balls.
2: up. Have a good time with Roland. And yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing that show. Yeah, that's going to be
1: amazing. We will look for that. And John, before we let you go, tell everybody how they could follow you. Social media or web. Tell everybody how they could follow you.
6: Yeah, man, I'm on uh, I'm on Facebook and on on Twitter and on the Instagram. Uh, either either John Cruz, John Cruz missile, or just Cruz missile. Just you just do a search and you'll find one of the three of those, and and you can you can find me and keep up with me, and and um, might make you laugh, might make you probably not gonna make you cry, but maybe I'll teach you something, or or maybe I'll tell you that if you get your uh, get snipped, you might get. Prostate cancer.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and if you take the filters off your computer, you can type in John Cruise Magnum and that'll bring up a whole Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
6: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes.
1: John, thank you for taking time out. Have fun yes. with Roland tomorrow. And we'll sure. we'll we'll see you soon, man. Cool.
6: All right, we'll talk to you soon. John
1: we'll Cruise, everybody.
5: Bye, John. Thank you. John Cruise.
1: The cruise missile. Wow, we love John, man. Keep we could keep talking to him. We could keep talking to him, dude. He's tor- he has torn it up the last two or three years. Steady. Top, mm-hmm. Top twenties, in fact, top tens in A O Y
2: the last few years. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, that's very very good. That's amazing. Cracking the big win out on the Delta. Big win on a place. Starting missile baits. It's a lot going on. Yeah. And he's he's keeping <laughs> his head above water, having a hell of a career. That's awesome. Now yes, he's so. about
1: to go with Roland Mark. Yeah, and he bench presses 520. <laughs> wow! Story. Don't know if you knew that. He does. He's, he's incredibly fit. 520. Get out of here. No, he bench presses 520.
2: Where's the punchline? <laughs> There's no punchline. Really?
3: He, 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 he can hit that up? I'm pretty
2: sure. <laughs> wow. That's a lot of weight for a 170-pound man. <laughs> 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 was that a cougar sound effect? <laughs> it
1: was a tiger. A tiger. <laughs> what, what was the... the what what was the movie um with the the panther? Ah, Anchorman. Anchorman, dude. I mean, what what's the deal?
3: Yeah, like 60% of the time it works every time or something yeah. like that.
1: Sex it Panther. It has bits of real panther, panther in it. Yeah, it has bits of real yeah. panther. <laughs> Just a little bit on And then he walks around and people are like, oh, God! Like, what the... Yeah, she's like, it smells like Bigfoot's dick! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Wow. I'm start- i am I got to be honest with you, I'm starting to get uncomfortable in this outfit. Yeah, well, this is hot. Dude, I'm I'm, I'm sweating. <laughs> here. We're all dying. <laughs> <laughs> Button.
0: And this is all Becky's fault. How are you guys doing on the casting couch with with the ridiculous?
3: Ha- yeah, I'm pretty hat. much done with the costumes. Like next, <laughs> t- next show with a costume, I'm gonna.
1: You never want to do another. I'm costume calling in again.
5: sick. <laughs> no, just you wait for the Christmas show. Uh, the Christmas
1: show. A, a, a hat, a floppy Christmas Santa hat would be okay. Would you? You would do that? I mean. Yeah, I would, I'd wear a Santa hat for the Christmas show. Because uh, there, we have a lot of youth watching the show, and a lot of the kids. We, Santa's an important, you know, yeah, nah. the whole holiday thing with Santa Claus.
5: Somebody asked if you can break dance in that turkey suit.
1: Really? You know we could. Oh, oh shit. Uh, I mean, we'll have to... Yes. Do it. it do, do it. Do it. Do You want me to do it now? No, 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 no. <laughs> no. <laughs> let me leave it in suspense. Everybody keep watching. Don't click off because if you wait until the 9.30 break in about 25 minutes... I will break dance on this coffee table. So don't don't click us out yet, right? <laughs> and we got exciting stuff coming up. What else we got, Pete? <laughs> that's pretty that's exciting
2: know. stuff.
0: No, well, I don't know. I lost my sheet. Hey, you want me to uh, go ahead and get Paul on the phone? Yeah. Well, Ready well, to get well, into well, that? Well, Let's well, talk about him first. Wait a minute. Let's see who you are first, back there.
1: See who I are. Yeah. <laughs> Again?
5: He yeah. Wants to look at us.
1: <laughs> Nobody ever knows who's in the back there. Here I am. All right. In well, the back tell, us, tell us who is next. We got another. Special guest here in regular Ike Live Show, joining us via phone this time. Who's coming on, Bry? Who do we got? We have got? Paul Mueller,
0: uh Fed Nation champion. Mueller? Right. Mueller. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Amongst other things. Yeah. That's awesome. That's exciting. Oh yeah, very exciting. Yeah, that's a cool guess. And right. and, and Pete, this is exciting because we're Federation guys. You mm. guys are Federation guys. Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: This is one of the guys who 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 did it, who made it. The man, Federation. He's he's made it two years Twice. in a row. Twice. Uh, two years in a row. He's doing something. Yeah, he's special. no fluke, man. He's legit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, pretty pretty awesome to see him do so well and to win that Federation divisional. I don't I don't know if it's the second win. I think this is the first time he's won the Nationals. Well, I think yeah,
1: it is. Yeah, for, but it's yeah. second time at the classic. That's Coming right. off, of, well, we're going to talk about all that. Speaking of that, we got a Brian Kershaw's memorial is the 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 memorial of his passing away is soon, right? Isn't that in the next couple weeks, didn't didn't he pass away?
2: Boy, you know, I bet you it's probably I don't know what month he passed away, I'll be honest. Yeah. It was after the classic. The classic was in the summer. Yeah. So it was probably in the fall like, or right, right fall. around now. It's in the yeah. fall. It's right yeah. around now. Uh,
1: it's interesting because uh Paul's from Connecticut. Brian's That's right. from Connecticut. So we'll talk to him about that too. We got some neat tie ins, but uh I'm looking forward to talking to him. Are we gonna we gonna get him on the phone here in a second, Beck? Okay. So just to remind everybody, um You can get a hold of us lots of ways. Uh, Follow us on Twitter, Mike underscore Ellie. Instant message us, the IM, straight on this page. Or, especially during the after hours, which is going to be about 9.35, Ike after hours, it's all questions, Pete. Anything. We're going to totally open it up. And we're going to open up the phone lines to everybody so they can call in, crank call, breathe heavy. Very cool. Whatever they want to do. Do you remember the party line, Dave? Do you remember the party line from when we were real young? Was that like Dance Dance USA or no, something? No, like that, that was when you now. I'm bringing you way back here. If you had a busy signal on the line, you could actually talk between the the beeps of the busy signal. Do you remember that? It not at called all, the party dude. Party line. No. Do you remember that? How old are you, Mike? You're younger. <laughs> Thirty five. You don't remember? Well, you're borderline. Yeah. Probably not. No. Yeah, it's called dude. the party line. I don't remember that. Hey, if anybody, especially from the Philadelphia, area, if you remember the party line. Hit us up, because I want to hear from you. Dude, you'd pick up the phone. It'd be a busy signal. You'd make get it to make a busy signal. And during the... Eh, eh, you'd hear... You could hear people talking. So they'd say... You'd, you'd say, What is your number? And you like would pick up girls that way and stuff. You don't remember? The party line. When did you do acid when we were a kid, no, no, dude? No, no, there was no acid. <laughs> this is a dream. Yeah, like. <laughs> all right, maybe I'm making this up. I thought we had a party line thing going on. Do you remember that? Okay. Uh, I think we have Brian the Carpenter joining us live. I think via. I think he's at home. Paul Mueller. Paul, are you on the phone? Hey
7: guys, what's up? Paul, how you
1: doing? Hey,
4: Paul, how you doing?
7: I'm doing good, man. I mean Welcome. we we got sixty degrees today, it's been probably the high of thirty all week in Connecticut, so uh today felt like Florida.
1: Man, alive. First of all, thank you for joining us. Second of all, freaky congratulations on that win. That unbelievable.
7: Unbelievable. Thanks, man. Yeah, I'm I'm just happy to go back to the to the big show, you know, after getting a taste of it last year. That was the goal. So, I mean, I didn't care what place I finished. I just wanted to be the top guy in the East and, and uh, was very blessed to win that tournament. You That's know, had a had a great third day and uh, just happy to be going back to the big show.
1: It's awesome. We were talking about, right before we had you on the phone, uh, we were talking about a little bit. Incredibly tough way to make the Classics to the Federation, Pete. You've been there, I mean... Difficult. Probably,
2: probably, I don't want to piss elite guys off, but probably more difficult than making it to the elites. You have to win and win and win and just keep scoring points and, and moving to the next level. It's a incredibly diffi- difficult way to get there and to be able to do it two years in a row. Um, that's pretty impressive, Paul.
1: Yeah, su- super impressive. And we got, uh, by the way, Paul, we have on the casting couch, we have two federation guys sitting with us. And, and Mike Senator went to the tournament with you, and, and, and they know it's tough, right, Mike? Tough to get to that
4: point. You have to beat all the guys in your state, you know, uh, or qualify through your state, then get to the state tournament, and then beat the 12 guys in your state to make it to the national event, and then you got to beat the guys in your region to go to the Classic. S- super difficult. Is there something wh- – what do you pinpoint your success on, Paul? What have you been doing
1: different the last few years to really stand out from the rest?
7: Honestly, I mean, you know, I obviously come in the water and and uh, you know just you know you you have to uh, kind of you know from fishing tournaments you have to kind of uh, let the moment kind of dictate what happens and and kind of fish the conditions that type of deal. I've got I've got probably better at that over the years, but you know I give all my my success the last few years uh, to my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I mean, there's no way. That I've been able to do this two years in a row, especially even going to the classic and setting that record, and and uh, you know coming bouncing back after having a horrible first day, and then you know making a run at it last year. Um, you know, God has God has really uh, He's guided me through all this, and, and uh, I've been very blessed because honestly, it is very hard to make. Make it to the classic, to the nation. You gotta beat a lot of good guys. I think actually the divisional is probably the toughest hump to get over. I've, you know, I, I did, I think seven divisionals I've, I've competed in now. And, uh, the last two years I was able to make it onto the nationals. And I think, you know, that divisional hump is, is, uh, it's so tough to, uh, to get over because of the, uh, the format. You know, uh, you're not really even if you are a boater, you you might not have complete control the whole eight hours. Your day might get cut in half. You know, you, you get four hours, the guy off the back, if he wants to run four hours in the opposite direction on the lake that you're fishing, he gets his four hours. So there's a lot of curveballs that go into that, and everything has to go right. You know, key bites at key times. I mean, there's times where, I'll be honest with you, the last couple of years, the uh, the wheels were cu- coming off. You know, the the first classic that I made last year at the Nationals, uh, I only had three fish with an hour left, and I knew I needed two fish um, for about two pounds to probably have a shot to to get in. And I I caught a five pounder within the last hour in a place that it, it shouldn't even been. And I knew that was a gift from God. So I mean, you know, honestly, my faith is what, it was carried me through all this, and yeah. uh, it, it's a real tough road.
1: It is it's it's tough. And and I got to tell you you said something briefly there which was the ability to fish the moment, you know, just change on the fly. That's that's huge. I I point to that all the time as being successful. That's a key trait. And and you guide. I mean, that's that time on the water has had ha, do you feel like that's helped you Paul just that constant engagement with the fish and being on the water day after day? Has that helped you a lot?
7: yeah it definitely helps because you know as a guide you you know to do your job correctly, you have to put your clients on fish, and I'm not happy if unless we're catching fish and and uh you know you know fishing is you're not always having good days there's there's uh you know the weather really uh dictates how the bite is a lot of times, and you have to you know constantly change to the fish's mood, you know they say that fish are more neutral or inactive more than they are active, and it's so true. And, and, you know, as a guide, you have to just constantly produce, so you have to keep an open mind. Even knowing the water that you fish, you know, the climates change from year to year, and and, uh, you're always making adjustments. So that definitely helps, um, you know, because at the end of the day, it's kind of like a tournament format. When you're taking your clients out, you have to produce. You know, so it, it's definitely helped me. There's no, there's no doubt. And the other thing that helped me over the years is I fished the FLW Tour as a, a co-angler for four years. And, uh, you know, fishing with those guys, um, they don't give you a whole lot off the back of the boat. You know, and I was never really an aggressive co-angler. I would, I would kind of let the pro do his thing and, and, uh, just kind of try to pick up on his mistakes and do something different and, uh, and not get in, in, in his way because I knew he's got a lot of, at stake, but it definitely helped me kind of get into that grind uh, mentality. Where sometimes you know it's it's a tough tournament, I, and that's the type type of tournament I like is when it's a real tough tournament, and, and you're just going for one bite at a time. And you know, even though that uh, the, the Ouachita River was uh, you know not really my style of fishing, it was in a way that it was a grind tournament, and you know there wasn't a whole lot of fish to be caught, and, and you just had to focus on one bite at a time. And I kind of like those events, so.
3: Paul, to say you competed as a co-angler on the FLW Tours is a slight understatement. He was a champion that went to multiple championships as a co-angler. So he has a track record of being successful
2: at all levels. And, and that's it. You know, the Federation, he's, he's, it's easy to see why this isn't a fluke, while he's having this kind of success. And, and Paul, I have to agree with you. I mean, back to guiding, and I do it. And I mean, there's as much pressure on a guide trip, as there is in any tournament competition yeah. i mean it 's yeah. an, an intense amount of pressure to be able to deliver for for the folks Some some anglers are are good and veterans others are beginners and you have to you have to really it 's not enough to just find fish but help them catch fish it 's a, it's a lot of pressure but so by doing that being under that pressure every single day you 're on the water makes Tournament decisions much smoother makes them much easier and uh, and I think that's a that's a big deal. But um, but I tell you one thing we didn't really mention is Paul you you hold a record in the classic don't you? It
7: is a record. It had the uh, single five fish uh, limit for one day.
1: That's, a that's amazing. That's unbelievable. T- tell us. I, I mean I think we've all looked back on that tournament and uh, I, I get chills watching it. You know seeing you bring in that stringer. It was amazing. How, how did that day transpire? I mean, what was that like? It, w- was it magic happening? Did it all unfold, or
7: how did that day well, happen? I'll I tell you what, man, it was pretty amazing because um, I had a pretty good trap fight going, you know, into that event. And and uh, the first day, I think I stuck with it too long. I actually lost. I lost, you know, a couple good fish. That I would have had a pretty decent day the, the first day. And you know, with any type of crankbait fishing, treble hook type of deal, you know, it's just a love-hate relationship because you can get reaction bites, but you can lose fish, and, and that was kind of, they just weren't eating that trap right the first day, and you know, the, the adjustment I made the second day was uh, switching over to that chatterbait with the rain swim bait. you know, and I hadn't really thrown the chatterbait much at all, so I didn't have a whole lot of confidence in it, and, and it's something I don't really do much at home. So you know, I, I experimented with you know, and kind of had like I had nothing to lose. I, I really wanted to just try to maybe squeeze squeeze in the top 25 to fish one more day just to experience how awesome you know that tournament is. And and uh, I got a key bite right off the bat in the morning. I got I caught a four and a half, and I knew that's what I needed to be doing. And the difference the difference was with the chatterbait, I could just I could really creep it through that that dead grass whereas the with a trap you had to fish it you could only fish it so slow without it getting fouled but you know that chatterbait i could just really ease it through and those fish were lethargic they were just sitting in key areas and and they were ambushing stuff to you know coming by and and uh it was just it was a special day that uh, you know, was the it, best day of fishing I've ever had. You know, I've cool. never caught a string like that in Connecticut. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, that, and, that's incredible. Uh, uh, and I got to tell you, we were uh, nothing against Randy because we love Randy Hal too. But we were all secretly rooting for you, by the way, uh, to win that tournament. So
3: <laughs> you know, that that brings me to a question, Mike. At Paul, it's Dave again. So you've competed. This is going to be your second classic in the Federation. Do you feel like an added pressure because you know people are are rooting for you as the underdog?
7: You might no, I don't. I mean, I'm just looking at it like um, you know, it 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 is the classic, it's a super bowl of bass fishing, but it's a fishing tournament. You have to find fish. I mean, I have my work cut out for me. I, I have to go down there and scout. You know, I haven't had as much time to prepare for this tournament as a lot of the elite guys and the guys that have already qualified for it. So I got my work cut out for me. Um, you know, I don't know really much about the lake, so you know what i'm going to learn is going to be in the next month here before our cut off and uh you know i don't look at it you know i don't look at all the outside stuff you you can't look at that you can't look at who you're competing against either because they are the best guys in the world you know and and at the end of the day it's a fishing tournament you have to find the right fish make the right adjustments and you know and try to manage the fish that you found and see what happens put yourself maybe in contention in the third day and and see what happens but you know it's it's a it's a special deal to be at the classic it's i think it's a privilege because it's uh... you know it's very hard to get there especially through the nation and uh... i'm gonna enjoy it you know i'm gonna go hard at it and and, you know we'll see what happens
1: that's awesome it's it's gonna be whatever happens making the classic is an amazing thing it it never gets old i I gotta tell you it's just it's such a great feeling i want to get back in a little bit and talk about the
4: tournament that you just won because mike you were there yeah, it was tough. It was very tough. It also uh it was hard to navigate. Um in fact, I personally I didn't get any pre-practice time. Uh Paul, I don't I don't know uh how much time you got for pre-practice, but I only had the two days that they gave us, and it was from 6.30 in the morning to 2 o'clock, and that was it, Tuesday and Wednesday. And then tournament Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And I, I drove 1,300 miles each way uh, to get there, and I didn't make the investment in, uh, financially or time-wise to go for pre-practice. And the first day I spent just trying to make it up the darbone Bayou. And uh it came back to bite me on the second day, and there I did some damage to the bottom of the boat. It's been at the fiberglass shop for two weeks now.
1: <laughs> yeah, tear it up, baby! Yeah. I like that. Yeah, tear tear the boats up, man. What 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 was the deal, Paul? Like, what What was the key for you, especially that last day? What What was well, the deal? Well, I
7: mean, <laughs> to, to, like Like Mike said, I mean it, um It's a tough place to navigate, you know. And I I, I actually got down there early. I, I spent four days. Um, during the you know the pre-practice period before our off limits, and just a lot of it was to learn how to navigate some of those tough areas, and then also was to eliminate water. I think a lot of times when you go to a new body of water that you that you're not familiar with, you have to eliminate water just like you find water, and there's certain places where you know, that river, I kind of broke it down to where I didn't like it. I didn't like the way it laid out. I didn't like the condition of the watercolors, the whole nine yards. And, and so I, from that, I kind of got comfortable with a couple areas. And that's what I, you know, based my formula on coming into the uh, original practice. But there were still adjustments that needed to be, to be made. And, uh you know, it's amazing how it all worked out because the area that I spent all three days in, uh, I didn't think could produce a big bag. I thought it was good for a, uh, a decent bag or, or kind of like, you know, an eight or nine pound limit. And I figured that, you know, I'd have to have a big bag from somewhere else and maybe have one or two days of just, you know, an eight or nine pound limit. Just try to be consistent. I think in, in a t- tournament like that, uh, consistency and, and fish management are, are big deals in decision making, you know, and, and, there were certain things that happened where i had some good fish in other parts of the river that i never went to and you know had i went to those areas it wouldn't have been the same outcome so um you know and and the conditions change you know we had to a big weather change, we had a big, uh, front that came through, of course, the night before the tournament. Doesn't, isn't it always the way that happens? <laughs> you know? And, sure. uh. Of
1: course. <laughs>
7: <laughs> I mean, I had an area where I was catching uh, the day before the tournament on a buzz bait, um, prefrontal conditions, and they were just absolutely annihilating a buzz bait, and, and nobody around me was doing it. And, uh, you know this this big system was coming through and and it was kind of like stalling it didn't quite come through all the way and i was debating whether i was going to start there in the morning or or just kind of fish conservative in in that area that i had um with the smaller fish and i chose not to i felt that you know when when we got off the bus that morning the air was colder and i figured that that was going to put the kibosh to that top water bite so i went and and uh, picked up the uh Flipping rod and, and rains craw tube and, and went to work and just you know scrounged out a couple limits the first two days and then the third day I think it just it was it was kind of the perfect storm we had a you know it was starting to get a little bit more stable in the weather um, they they stopped running water so what it did it was it was starting to back up water into this backwater that I was at and what that did was it moved the shad to the bank and when those shad got up on the bank and and in areas where you know, around those cypress trees and around those roots in the cypress trees, I was able to take that square bill and, uh, you know, catch a, a pretty good limit in the morning. A couple of my bigger fish, and then once the sun got up, I, I took that rain's craw, too, and, and got the rest of my weight. But it was, you know, that last day was the perfect storm, you know, and I didn't know that there was that many. I figured I could catch maybe one big bite with, you know, with a decent limit to support it, maybe 10 or 11 pounds at, at, you know, at bass in there. And there was a few bigger fish in there
1: than I thought. So decisions, man. It's crazy. This this game is it's all ruled by decisions and timing and adjustments. And that's a classic example of it. Speaking of decisions, Paul, what are you going to do next year for the elites? Uh, we have a bunch of instant message questions coming in. Uh, a couple of them want to know: are, are you going to make the jump to the elites next
7: year? Yeah, I really want to. You know, I I got the invite last year, um a different way that you know, they went to the 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 winner of the, the nationals last year and they kinda went down the list to all the other guys and, and uh I just felt like I wasn't ready for it at the time. It's a big commitment. You know, there's a there's a, a lot of expenses. That's probably the biggest thing and it's it's a it's kind of a marathon if you look at the schedule you know you go from one tournament you finish it and then you're driving to the next one you're practicing and
2: a lot of travel so
7: it's a pretty high paced deal for a good chunk of the year but i i really want to do it i i um it's kind of been a dream of mine for for a long time and and uh you know i don't know if i'm ready for it yet but i'm going to i think i'm going to give it a go
2: Outstanding. That's awesome. Wow, that's awesome. You know, the one thing we didn't talk about, and I, I don't know if you, you know, I know, I knew Brian Kirchell. Uh I fished against him in the federation. Uh, did did you ever meet Brian, or has he been any kind of inspiration to you? What he did, you, does it mean anything to you, Paul?
7: You know, um, when, when when that all happened with with Brian, um, I was in fourth grade. You know, and I, I really like I. I fished with my dad and stuff, but I didn't really know about competitive fishing until later on. I remember hearing, you know, that the, the tragic event that happened, and, and uh, but I didn't realize how significant it was uh, until later on. So I can't say I'd, I knew him. It was kind of before my time. Um, you know, my my inspiration's always been, you know, I I, I for one I. Watched the Bassmasters growing up, and and uh, still follow it to this day. I'm, I'm still a big fan of the sport, both trails too, B A S S and FOW. And uh, you know, it's it's one of those deals where I always wanted to fish in the classic, and and uh, I got that opportunity last year, and 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 now I want to, I really want to win one and and fish the elites. And so it's it's nice to be back in that arena again, and and uh, have an opportunity to at least give it a go. You know, and that's that's the biggest thing is kind of you know I've been competitive my whole life. I've played sports, you know, through school and stuff like that. And fishing was kind of one of those deals where, I mean, my biggest sport in school was basketball. But I'm five foot ten. I I stopped I I probably was stopped growing in eighth grade. So <laughs> you know, being white and five foot ten, the reality of. Uh, playing pro ball is, is uh, slim to none. You know, there's only a few guys, maybe Steve Nash or something like that. Well, don't feel uh,
1: bad. Uh, Pete is five one and two seventy. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> but was, yeah, I mean, genuinely. you
7: know, it's uh, it's something about that competition, and and uh, you know, fishing is so it's so different. I think it's I think fishing is probably the most mentally challenging sport that there is. I think I, anybody could argue that 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 really knows. What fishing's all about because of the decisions, but you're you're kind of chasing after something that you can't control and being the fish, and uh it's a puzzle that you're always putting together, and that's why it's like you can never stop learning no matter how old you are and it's one of those sports too that we, you know you don't i guess like when you get older, it's tougher to compete at the high level because it is a physically demanding sport, but you look at some of the guys that are still on on some of these trails you know uh um uh, Larry Nixon on, on the tour and you know, you got Tommy biffle and stuff and these guys are still doing well, you know, it's it's pretty amazing on what some of those guys have done and, are you and after Larry age. Larry Nixon Tommy and Tommy biffle couldn't do that all? in any other sport. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Larry Nixon. Larry Nixon's got... How old Actually, is, old, how old, how old
2: is Larry? Larry's got to be in the 60s. He's right? got to be in the 60s. Am He's got to be. Middle? Yeah. He's got to be in the Dipples 60s. were knocking at the door there, too. Hey, well, you're hey right, Paul. You're right, Paul. You're right, Paul. You can compete to Leighton Yes. Stages. All right, listen. Pilgrim, do we have a question back there?
5: Yes, because I was trying to ask questions before. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. But somebody didn't turn my mic on. Oh, okay. I'm back. What do we got? Listen, Paul... Please give Jesse a shout out real quick. He is dying here on instant messenger. Just say hi, Jesse. Hey,
7: Jesse. Yeah. Thank you, Jesse. <laughs> are you happy? We
5: took care of you. We're taking yeah. care of you, Jesse. <laughs> Paul, people want to know because of the way you fish and everything and 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 your time allotment to be out on the water. What do you have a full-time job?
7: I I am a full-time guide, you know. That is that's something I've yeah, I started that in 2012, and and uh, you know that's what I do now. You know, and that was kind of to supplement my bigger goal, which is to fish at one of the one of the uh, elite tours. You know, and now I have that opportunity, so that I've is been very, very fortunate. Smart of you.
3: I think you're going to do well, Paul. Mike, he has met the criteria that you established in terms of he's been
1: successful at all levels. Yep. And that translates. And you you have to have that. It doesn't happen overnight. I think, you know, being a co-angler, working your way through the federation, I mean, all that's important. You know that's their 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 steps. You know, and you make the mistakes, and you learn from them, and then you you have incredible things happen to you because of the experience. So, uh, you're right. I think, Paul. I think you're on your way to it. And uh, man, I could say, especially we're all Federation guys here, so we are all rooting for you. We we want to see you do it. Uh, we hope you know. We hope you do well. I, I don't want to see you win the classic next year because I would have won it. But uh, <laughs> but I, I, I honestly I, I'm rooting for you. You're a northeast guy. You're a Federation guy, we wish you the best. And uh, before we let you go, Paul, tell everybody how they can follow you, and if somebody wants to set up a guide trip with you, let them know. How, how can they get a hold of you?
7: Well, I got a website. You can go to paulmullerfishing.com. com. I'm on Facebook, Paul Mueller Fish on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Got a got a few YouTube videos out there. Trying to do some more, and really enjoy that that side of it, the promotional side, and you have to to be able to make a living in it. And I'm um, talking to probably one of the the better guys, or if not the best guy promoting, being Mr. Ike. Um, Thank you. So you've been an inspiration as well. You know, I followed your career from from the start to where you are now and have a lot of respect for you, especially being a Northeast guy. There's not a whole lot of guys that can do it from the North, and, and uh, it's pretty cool.
1: Well, we, we wish you the best, Paul, and uh, I will see you at the Classic in February. And my one piece of advice I'll give you before I let you go, whatever you do, don't wear a turkey suit live. Uh, really bad idea. If somebody asked you to put a turkey costume on, just say no. Or a pilgrim costume. Really bad idea.
3: Stay away from that. And don't let someone in your hotel room at the Classic name Jess. That was weird. <laughs>
1: Paul, Paul Bueller, everybody. Thanks, Paul. Paul, thank you. Thank you for joining us. Man, what? Where did that come from, Dave? I liked it, though. <laughs> uh, what a what a crazy assortment of guests we've had. We've had John Cruz. We've had uh, Paul working his way up to the Federation. Pretty interesting night. Uh, it's,
2: it's pretty amazing to listen to Paul talk and how you're relating to him and understand him so seriously like that with that Beak in that little turkey thing <laughs> flopping in front of I'm your try, face. I'm
1: trying my best. I'm trying my
2: best. And speaking of that,
1: uh, I have no. Idea. Was that a gunshot? Okay, that was a good, somebody shooting me. Uh, we are just about at the 9:30 hour, and again, I want to tell you, hold on a second. We're going to take about a five minute break. Uh, Brian the Carpenter is going to play a little uh, little music for you. You're going to have a little little kind of uh, elevator music. Going on. What are we going to hear, Brian? Are we going to hear something? Or what are we going to do here? I have no idea. He doesn't, he doesn't, have, he doesn't know what he's doing. Maybe fix this mic? I don't know. Well, yeah, <laughs> he, he doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, we're going to take a little bit of break. And when we come back, we're not going to have these silly costumes on. <laughs> Thank the Lord. We no. can take all the hats off oh. and everything. Uh, but the show is going to get good. We're going to do Ike After Hours. And this is the part where call in. We're going to have a number up there. We want to hear from you. And we can talk about anything anything Pete outstanding anything so
5: Michael Michael yeah, you like promised so. the film oh and something. I
1: promise so before we go I'm gonna give you a break dance and then we're gonna take a little break <laughs> stay tuned Ike after hours coming up next okay here it goes can I have a little Brian can you play a little music for me yeah 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 well give me a minute uh, not that I'm gonna hear it but uh, that's a good point you play something all right you gotta hold on I'm
0: gonna
2: make room okay <laughs>
3: <laughs> Is this the best shot for it? Find some music.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! <Forgot! laughs> Hold on a
3: second. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs>